Welcome to Veteran Cast, first one of the new year. Today we've got Courtney Mitchell from the Travis Mannion Foundation. The mission of Veteran Cast is to educate, inform, and improve the lives of veterans in our community. This is a podcast hosted and produced by veterans in order to serve our sisters and brothers. Welcome back, Veteran Cast 2018. First one of the new year. Woohoo! Yeah, we started at the right <laughs> time at the very end of a year. So we got four or five episodes in, and now we've spent the first uh, few weeks planning and, and lining up some guests moving into the new year. And really think that we've got some good episodes coming up this year. Um, I, and I owe all that to you. <laughs> I don't know. So playing with uh, Circle City Vets, because. Blaine is just absolutely connected in this city with all the veterans. So I'm very thankful that, um, wait, Matt introduced us. Yeah. So I owe Matt. Yeah. You owe Matt. Yeah. So Matt introduced us and it's really making all the difference on this show. So hopefully some of those connections will pay off. I know we still have a few outstanding requests out there, but I think that we've got some cool guests lined up for this year and I'm excited about where we're going to go. So, um, but today let's welcome Courtney Mitchell. Hey, Courtney. Hi, good to be here. It is um, about 15 degrees outside. Freezing. And mm-hmm. Martin Luther King Day. <laughs> yeah. we are, and a, uh, a, a tons of inches of snow and <laughs> ice. and We all braved the elements to make it down to the studio today. Today we're talking Travis Mannion Foundation. Am I pronouncing that right? You are correct. Travis Mannion. So let's just start at the beginning. Um, explain, how did the Travis Mannion Foundation get started? Who is Travis? Yeah, who is Travis who is Mannion? It? I know. And then what are, we, what are we doing? What do you do there? Stuff like that. Um, Travis Mannion uh, is a Marine who was killed in Fallujah uh, by an enemy sniper. And his family, um, which is a legacy Marine family, took the proceeds from his funeral and started direct service to Gold Star families because they themselves were a Gold Star family. Real quick, a Gold Star family is a family of a service member that was killed in action for those people that aren't familiar with the term. Yes. And um, that, uh, he was killed in 2007. Uh, The foundation was pretty immediately created and by 2008, um, the family was doing direct service. Uh, and what I mean by direct service is um, uh, really anything that was needed to support a Gold Star family through um, everything uh, from a light bill to grief support. And as uh, the foundation continued to do this type of programming, uh, we realized that There was a lot of support around direct service. There was a lot of support around grief support, but no one was kind of standing in the gap and saying, it's really terrible that you're going through this, but what's next? What comes next in your life? And um, how are you going to uh, move on in some ways? Um, It's it's not saying that you're ever going to forget what you've gone through or the person that you've lost, but if you can take the story uh, and empower others with the story and support others and find... Uh, a community of camaraderie in that, in doing good uh, outwardly, then let's do that. And so that's where it started with Gold Star Families. Um, Today, uh, we work directly with veterans across the nation. We're a national organization, a membership organization uh, made up of 110,000 individuals. Wow. And um, 
so what one of the things that sets us apart in the veteran community is that we are training veterans and family members of fallen heroes to empower the next generation and teach them what it means to live a life of character, integrity, leadership, service, and who better to do that than the individuals that have served, who have lost someone in service, who they themselves have also served. And um, this year alone, in 27, well, previous year, 2017, we were able to work with 35,000 students across the nation. And this is everything from a Boy Scout troop to um, public high school, you know, going to an IPS school downtown and speaking to their freshman class, if yeah. you will. And, um, and, and the touch points there are we're not only creating a group of veterans and we call them survivors, families of the fallen, that are leaders and civic assets in all of their communities that they reside in across the nation. But we're also teaching a generation of youth who most, most, and when I say most, I mean most, have no idea what it means to serve. They don't know what it means to serve. They don't know what it means to have an adult role model. One in three uh, young people in America don't have a positive adult role model. That is a staggering number. And um, we're positioning these individuals in front uh, as mentors, as extreme examples of uh, selfless service, you know, what it means to raise your hand and, and say, I, I will go. And um, this is built on the mantra of words that Travis Mannion himself said before he left for a second deployment, which was ulti- where he paid the ultimate sacrifice. And he said, if not me, then who? If I do not go, someone less qualified and less trained will go and more lives will be lost and more people will be impacted. And that is um, what we stand on, you know, uh, teaching, reminding individuals from what we call inspired civilians to actual service members and veterans um, to be big in the small things so you can be big in the big things when the big things come along. And that's a powerful message to share with our youth and to um, share the stories of fallen heroes, and um, so that we're also not forgetting the sacrifice that is ongoing in this nation, uh, and and particularly in the communities, um, reminding individuals uh, what it means to serve. And what is your specific role with the foundation? Is it's I, if I remember right, it's more national than focused yes. on Indianapolis. You just so happen to be located. I am a military spouse. My husband is still active duty in the Army, and we are stationed here in Indianapolis, which is why I'm here. Uh, I am from here. My Luckily, my, my parents and my husband's parents are here in Indianapolis. And so I run uh, the development side of the Travis Manning Foundation as, an, as a whole, uh, the national headquarters side and that's everything from our corporate and foundation partnerships to um, city partnerships and uh, getting people involved from coast to coast. Um, So one of the things that we had talked about previously that I think kind of goes along with um, you know getting out in front of students and talking about service and things like that was you have a really interesting take on how important building the veteran community is Mm -hmm. as opposed to going into something focusing on one specific initiative right really building 
the the community as a whole. Can you speak to that a little sure. bit? Sure. When we talked about that before, mm-hmm. that was like, uh, I, that stuck with me. And that mm-hmm. really kind of stayed like my driving force moving forward. Well, we often stay in our silos. Yes. I mean, naturally, right? Whether it's, we, we talk about, um, I don't like using the term veterans issues because I think it puts a stigma on things that we don't need attached around. Yeah. Um, and we, we look at veteran transition, we look at veteran employment, we look at veterans benefits, we look at this and that and the other, and it's all siloed. And what, what we should be looking at, in, in my opinion, I'll caveat that, um, is how we're supporting, empowering, engaging the veteran as a whole. That's as a whole, not in the all of these individual moments. And and how when we're talking about transition or we're talking about community, where these are fluid engagements where Circle City Vets is looking at corporate engagement right now, right? We're tra- you're trying to get something off the ground and, and really have a powerful room of individuals of influence yeah. to look and connect veterans together on the corporate side. And my point to that was, while we're doing that, we should also be investing in our community, leading in our community so that we're not a separate entity from everything else that's going on. People see immediately, they hear the name Circle City Vets, for example, and they see you as as leaders in Indianapolis, as involved in changing Indianapolis and moving it forward in getting people involved in bringing your families out to improve, um, you know, park or, or do wreaths across America at Crown Hill. Um, you know, these types of things where it's an accessible view of a veteran, it's an accessible avenue of community and camaraderie and you involve you know all the vsos in the area all the initiatives around veterans in the area and it becomes a collective impact model right social impact but a collective impact model where um veterans i don't want to say it's a one-stop shop because that's everyone's pipe dream right but it organically happens Mm -hmm. it's it's critical i mean i i think you know i mean the the foundations of this show were in that Mm -hmm. and that's that a lot of the veterans that I know that are in the tech community had no connection with veteran community, right. the veteran community at all. I mean, zero. And so, and we have that, you know, you figure Vietnam era, we have that, right? There's not a lot of overlap. Um, and I'm Desert Storm, Desert Shield, so we, we don't have that, you know. And, and so we saw that, wh- why? Why mm-hmm. is that? Why aren't we acting as one unit? And, and so that's, that's definitely what the foundation of, of this podcast was, was how do we get everybody together? Um, you know, cause I know the tech community well, Blaine knows the veteran community well. How do we, how do we start overlapping the two? Um, and it wound up culminating in our first tech warriors event, which went phenomenal. Um, and then we're going to have another one here, March 6th. Blaine's going to speak at it. Yeah. So, <laughs> so um, and it's, it, I wanted you to speak to that because since we had that conversation, I really challenged the board members of Circle City Vets to think that way, yeah. to think outside of, okay, I want to hire my organization or I want to keep vets employed in Indy, but to think way more macro mm-hmm. on a much larger scale. So since then, we've started bringing in VSOs as members and universities as members, looking at the bigger picture of like, you know, if you think about if we get the 
universities as members, they're using that GI Bill money. They're getting more students in. They're getting that placement because we have the companies to hire them. But then they're also um, going to be doing events where they're doing leadership seminars or transition seminars and things like that, that it's just a bit a much more holistic approach that I think as we move into end of 2018, 2019, kind of far out, then we'll be looking at even more things like here's where you can get involved in the community to do, to, to give back. Because a lot of the studies show that the OIF OEF vets want something bigger than themselves to be a part of that their job's probably not going to give them. And here's information about your community. Here's the school systems. Here's good play, good neighborhoods to live in. So we're really, since we've had that conversation of really trying to broaden our thought of what, um, it, what it means to be a veteran community here in Indianapolis and how we can improve that as a whole to make Indianapolis a, the best place for veterans to live rather than the best place for these six companies or seven yeah. companies to hire vets. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so. that's, and I think a lot of that is like what you're talking about, you know, that, that getting these people overlapped and when they're service oriented stuff out in, out in the community is educating the community as well. You know, you had mentioned that one in three kids don't have, you know, a role model, you know, and then I, what is it? Probably one in 20 that might know someone with someone in the military, right? you know, and, and so there's so much that people don't understand about veterans out there and don't understand about the lifestyle um, that, you know, I think everybody looks at a vet and they think they automatically make these silly <laughs> you know, ridiculous notions about what you did while you were in the military. I remember how many people did you kill? Yeah, exactly. Right. Well, I remember one time <laughs> online, um, I got in an argument with a, 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 he was a good friend of mine, but he had no, you know, and he had no idea that we did humanitarian missions. And so, you know, I showed him like Wikipedia has a humanitarian uh, page, you know, just for the U S military. And I showed him how literally there's dozens every single year. And he said, I never knew, you know, and I was like, right, you never knew. And part of that's our fault, right? We need to get the word out as well. So these events I think are critical at educating the community too, that these leaders are there and, and, and they're your neighbor. And I, you made a comment about OEF, OAF. Um, and I would also challenge, what does that mean? Sorry. Operation Operate. Enduring Freedom. Okay. Operation that, Iraqi yeah. Freedom. So Iraq and Afghanistan vets. Okay. And there is a much larger push uh, with a new generation of vets. Uh, there's a much broader base of support for these veterans than there was in the past. And so I also would challenge that the that it's brought into Desert Storm yeah. Vietnam um, because it... I believe that will turn the tide quicker because if we're if we're only looking at OEF OAF post 9/11 we'll right. say post 9/11 right, right. veterans who are pushing for work life balance engagement social impact um, understanding that veterans are leaders they're not all broken not everyone is dealing with PTS yeah these types of issues but understanding that you may have gone through the, you probably did go through the exact same thing just at a different point yeah. in time when there wasn't as much support and involving veteran, all veterans in these initiatives. And in Indianapolis coming from, <clears throat> I was on the East coast for about a decade 
So coming to Indianapolis is a is very eye opening to me around how patriotic everyone is. Um, you know, my my husband still wears a uniform every day, and he can't go he can't he won't go to Kroger anymore in his uniform. No Kroger, it's not happening. He's like, I just want eggs. That's it. Yeah. Um, it's a it's a wonderful place to be, but at the same time, we need to turn patriotism into action, mm-hmm. right? Into understanding, into action, into education. Yeah. Um, and I and I see Indianapolis as a very veteran friendly place. We just need more action. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. Um. I agree. It's it's interesting because. I only have to put my uniform on once a month, but I'm already at that point too. Like if I'm on my way home, like I'm going to go home and change before doing something. Cause it is a patriotic place. Like people feel like they have to come up and be like, Oh, thank you for your service. And you never know what to say. Like, well, you're welcome. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like I did it just for you. Um, Here's my handshake. Yeah. I tell people I was, <laughs> yeah. I was, I was honored to serve. Like that's, that's my response to that. You know? Um, how long have you been involved and how did you get involved yeah. in Travis Manion? Good question. I know that's a huge left turn. Because we're in there. the Army. Yeah. No. <laughs> um, I, we moved to Philadelphia, Center City, Philadelphia. Oh, I was stationed <clears throat> in Philadelphia. Philadelphia. For a while. <laughs> and uh, the, the Army sent my husband to business school at Wharton. And I had just finished my master's degree, but wanted to transition. I was a teaching at, I was teaching in Brooklyn at the time. And I wanted to transition fully into nonprofit uh, services and management because I was really frustrated with the bureaucracy of what government services looks like. And, and I do feel to this day that nonprofit services um, are are what is going to move the needle in yeah. social change and in in all facets, education along with veterans. You know, you think about anything, it's, that's where it's going. Yeah. And so I happened to take a grad class with the executive director then of the Travis Manning Foundation. He's no longer with the organization. And I didn't know the family at all. And I was like uh, the first person that they're like, we don't know you, but we're going to let you in. <laughs> you weren't in the circle. Of I trust. wasn't in the circle of trust. And, um, that was right when the organization was really taking off. We, the, the initiative I talked about previously is called character does matter. Uh, our main initiative that our national initiative, it was, it was taking off. And, uh, I came into the organization, um, to, to fundraise, for lack of a better term, to fundraise so that services could grow, so that programs could really grow. And um, I'm now in the circle of trust. I'm happy to report. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That was in 2011. So I've been with the organization. It's my seventh, starting my, almost my seventh year with the organization. And, um, you know, we we went from a family foundation to uh, one of the top 10 VSOs in the nation. And, um, and, and that is wholly because we are led by veterans. Everyone who works in our programs is a volunteer and they're doing it because 
they want to do it. They want to be there and they're passionate about speaking to kids in their community, about changing what service means in their community. And so we truly have grown community by community at a grassroots level. And that is what has allowed us to grow as fast as we have. Um, Do you know off the top of your head how many communities you're in? About 106, I believe. What are the big? Our national footprints. We have uh, major offices in, uh, we're, we're set up by regions in nine regions. So we have an office in San Diego, Houston, the Mid-Atlantic in D.C., which also spreads into Baltimore, um, in Raleigh, Durham, Philadelphia, and then our headquarters is outside of Philadelphia in, um, in Doylestown. And then we, our most recently opened office is actually in Chicago, and then I'm here in Indianapolis. And we'll be expanding it to L.A. and Seattle in 2018. And those are just where we have physical staff members. So what where we're moving, which is a really exciting time, is all of our trainings, all of our programming, because when you work with students, you, you definitely have to jump through a lot of hoops to ensure that everyone you're putting in a classroom as a mentor, Background as tips. a leader, uh, yeah. yeah, have, have checked all the boxes. Um, and so we're, we're able to, uh, pivot this year to do most of that online where veterans, families, family members of the fallen, inspired civilians who want to get involved are able to, even if we do not have a physical staff member in that location. And the other thing that helps that is we have a national 5k run called the 9-11 heroes run and last year we had 55 runs across the country we unfortunately fell through to have one in indianapolis in 2017 but we are having one in indianapolis in 2018 and we do all of those runs simultaneously on the weekends closest to september 11th and we do that because you wherever you're running you know that 50,000 people at one time are doing the same thing that you're doing, honoring all who have served, and we include first responders in that, uh, all who have served since 9-11. Um, it's a community event. It's not just a 5K. We really we bring out um, first responders in the area, veterans groups in the area. Um, you know, we always joke, uh, joking with Michael Cook, who you've had on the podcast previously, there's always a ton of eagles in the room, you know, with RWV. Uh, but it's a really neat initiative. We'll be having it in Indianapolis, but um, that's also a huge touch point with us as far as the Spartan community goes of how we're able to initially engage a community um, and get people involved and understand the message of the Travis Manning Foundation. Do you know where that run's going to be? I believe it's going to be downtown. Off the canal? Off the canal. Okay, cool. Cool. So as we get closer, mm-hmm. we will definitely let everyone know mm-hmm. more details around that. Doug, can I commit you to that 5K? You got it. All right. We've got <laughs> all three. Between now and then, I'll have you in 5K shape. Yeah. The, uh, so tell us about some of the other events. So earlier, right at the end of the year, we talked about a big event you did last year that I was super stoked about. And since you just brought up Michael Cook, I want to mention he still owes me that beer in oh. Army PTs because Army did win the Army-Navy game. But you hosted. Yeah. It was... No big deal. The uh, You hosted like the biggest tailgate there, right? We did. We had a blast. 
and the weather was awful. <laughs> um, and I was not prepared. So I almost burnt my entire down coat because we had heaters everywhere. It was snowing. It was raining. It was, but perfect football weather, mm -hmm. right? Um, I was 100%, 100% positive that Army would win. And I was watching the game with all Naval Academy grads. <laughs> and that was one of the most satisfying moments of my life to be able to turn around. And granted, I am not, I did not serve, I did not graduate from the military academy. My husband did, did. Yeah. he's a West Point grad, yeah. but it was so fun to be able to turn around and scream very, very loudly in all of these, <laughs> all of these people's faces. It is, yeah, Twice right? in a row. Hey, two times in a row. Two times two in times. a streak. But we did, we had an awesome tailgate. Um, it's kind of our thing. We love Army Navy. It's a blast. It's a really fun time to bring everyone together and rub elbows. And um, we had some great sponsors. So we, our tailgate is fully catered, full bar. We have a beer truck out there. I think Victory uh, Brewery was out there with us. Oh, I've been there. Um, they have really cool looking growlers. They do. That's an odd thing to say but yeah it's true and oh <laughs> one really cool thing that happened is i'm not sure if you're familiar with we are the mighty mm -hmm. uh the media group we are the mighty but uh rob riggle stopped by and did a promo for 12 strong and the horse, the horse movie right isn't that the new movie that, what's 12 strong sorry it is not a horse movie oh there's a new movie <laughs> about like the 9-11 guys right after 9-11 had to go to Afghanistan on yeah. horses. I swear that was... It, that was on horses? Yeah. Okay, I need to rewatch all of the snippets then. No, that is it. They were going to Afghanistan, yeah, but I didn't know they were on it's, horses. Yeah, it's Thor on horses fighting the Taliban. That's exactly <laughs> what that movie is. So we had him out. We had Vince Papali out. Do you know who Vince Papali oh, is? Oh, yeah. Yeah. For those that don't know Vince Papali, he's the, it's Mark Wahlberg from the movie Invincible. But that, the real person. But the real one, yeah. And Who he, doesn't look like Mark Wahlberg. Exactly. <laughs> he, they, the Eagles held an open tryout in the 80s, and he made the team. It was basically like a Rudy, but for the pros. Yeah. It was like exactly Rocky. what it is. It was like Rudy. Rocky, but it actually happened. So, but, yeah. So I Vince don't know. Um, Vince Papali was there. He does a lot with us. He, he is a big fan of the work that we do, and he does a lot of events with us throughout the year. Um, he and his wife, Janet, are amazing people, wonderful people. But um, so we had, I don't even know, four or 500 people at our tailgate. And we, we're in Philadelphia. Our, eight, our headquarters are in Philadelphia. So luckily for us, Army-Navy will be in Philadelphia. Oh, nice. For like the next two years? For the next two or three years. And we get prime K-lot spot where it's covered. So you, you do have some help from the snow and ice. But anyway, it was a blast. We had tons of people out. Um, I think we had the New Jersey pipes and drums out there too. But then we all went in and froze our butts off in the stadium to watch Army-Navy. And... It had the in, the outcome that I 100% knew would happen. Well, and I got to tell you, I didn't even tell you. But, so my uncle was in the army. So it was always my dad. My dad retired Navy, but he's passed away. But so it was always my dad and my uncle, you know, calling each other at the end. 
you know, giving each other hell. Well, I, I, uh, my dad was, um, a Navy submarine there you go. guy. See? Mm-hmm. And then, yeah. then I decided to marry a West Point grad. That's not fun. That's okay. <laughs> That's okay. It, How did that go over? Well, my dad wasn't career. He was in, I think, seven years. Um, <clears throat> and then he got out. He was a nuclear sub submarine guy, yep. engineer room. Yep. Doug was a nuclear. You were. Tech. I wasn't on subs, though. So, was, so he was uh, in and out um, during Cold War time. Yeah. And um, that's a tough time to be on a sub. Yeah. And my dad was a submariner. Wow. He he was down through the uh, Cuban Missile Crisis. My dad was down there on Mm -hmm. on a sub. My mom always tells me it's 90 days in, 90 days out. And it was pretty continuous, 90 days in, 90 days out. So she always tells me how easy I have it being in the service these days. I don't think it's easy, but she's a much stronger woman than me. It's easy either. <laughs> <laughs> I was never. I, I don't think I was ever out for ninety days. It was always like nine months. Yeah, <laughs> six months. Right. <laughs> well, it's funny because the reason I knew that she that Courtney did the tailgate was because we were at a Christmas party and I was complaining that I got super sick and ended up watching most of the Army Navy game in and out of a coma from bed. Right. And I couldn't really enjoy it. And then Courtney has to one up and she's like, no, 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 no. I was like on my deathbed all week. Wow, you can tell it. I, I had an inner ear infection, a sinus infection, and an upper respiratory infection. Oh and I combined, combined. So I had vertigo, all oh this mess. God. But I'll be damned if I wasn't going to <laughs> be there, right? Yeah. And it, while, while, you know, planning all this and putting it together and making sure it all went well, like I would yeah. say you got me on that one. I also <laughs> did invite you. To 2018. Oh, we're going. Yeah. Tailgate and Army Navy. Actually, as we're talking about this, Doug, I've got an idea. Let's do, a, let's do a call out for anybody that's like potentially willing to sponsor. Let's do a call. If anybody's willing to sponsor, we'll host a contest for sponsor to be named to send somebody and one of their friends out to the Army Navy game next year and we'll send them to Courtney's tailgate. Oh Done. Yeah. So if you're if you're listening and you're willing to sponsor that, yeah. uh, hit us up through the website yeah. and we'll we'll get this the, all the details together and then we'll work out the con- contest Great details. Idea. We'll get two people to Army Navy game next year. Yeah. I think that's a good plan. So what's the best way to uh, learn about Travis Mannion? How to get involved? How to get involved either here locally or nationally? What's the best way to do that? Well, we're newer in the Midwest as far as building out the region. Um, we're a lot heavier in Chicago. I know everyone eye roll when I say mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Ooh. But um, we will have some opportunities in Indianapolis, uh, especially around the 9-11 Heroes Run um, and getting involved in the community. The best way to get more information is to go to our website, uh, travismanion.org. We have a Join the Mission tab and a Get Involved tab. And you can learn all the different ways that not only you may be able to get involved in programming itself, but also to learn more about the stories of the families that we work with, of the veterans that lead the, these movements across the nation. Um, you know, we're, we have a concerted effort right now to really work with all the different chapters of the local VSOs um, everywhere that, that we're working uh, to collectively support the veteran community. Um, and teach more people about it. So that's the easiest way to get involved. Blaine, you can always reach out to Blaine and get a hold of me. Yep. 
explain.zimmerman at nd.gov or through veterancast.com. We have a way to contact us through there. Yeah, we have a contact form on the site. Yeah, so if you contact us through there, you can do that. And so if somebody is listening and wants to start an Indianapolis chapter, would they be able to do that just by going through the website? Yes, yes. So we uh, are building out all our chapters right now. Um, We have a program lead in Chicago managing the the Midwest at this point. I am not a program uh, deployment person. However, I would very happily love to support uh, the growth of an Indianapolis chapter of the Travis Manning Foundation. And uh, just so you guys know, it's Travis, M-A-N-I-O-N.org. Only one in there. Um, I made that mistake so when I was typing it out, so I wanted to make sure I clarified yeah, a, how to spell it. It looks like they got a great site where you can sign up for the newsletter so you can keep track of all the national events and everything going on. Buy some Spartan gear. Yep. Yep, yeah. Um, well, cool, Doug. What? A, any questions from your end? Anything we're missing here? No, that's it. I think uh, it's just, uh, you know, every time we do one of these things, I just think it's absolutely incredible the people that are given their time to to these opportunities because this one it's just another one that i i I, when i left the navy uh i was in virginia beach so i was of course the heart of the navy but when i when i made my move i went and worked for a newspaper and i was instantly out of the veteran community so it was literally like all my neighbors were in the navy but i no longer you know, talk to them every day and everything else. And, uh, and ever since then, I've been out of that. And so I think this is so important that we have veteran leaders that are teaching our youth, you know, these valuable lessons that they heard, that they, that they learned, you know, along the way. So thank you for everything that you're doing. This is, this is fantastic. And, uh, and we'll put the links up, you know, on the podcast so that everybody can find the Travis Mannion site. And uh, please, please sign up for their newsletter and, and I won't see you at the 5K, probably. <laughs> <laughs> you it's can be really on the sidelines, really slow optimistic. clapping. I'll ride my bike. <laughs> there you go. Hey, any involvement's involvement. Yeah. Um, anything else you want to touch on while we still have time today, Courtney? No, not really. I'm excited to be in the city of Indianapolis. I'm excited uh, for the growth uh, in the veteran community and the yeah. initiatives that are going. I commend you, Blaine, and Matt, and Doug for what you're trying to do and, and where you're going. And I, I really look forward to doing more with Circle City Vets and building out an indie chapter of the <laughs> Travis Manning Foundation. That would be awesome. Yeah, I would love to see that. I would love to say that I would do it, but I'm pretty sure my wife would murder me if I tried to start something else right now. So you have way <laughs> too many irons in the fire. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, I'm really excited that you came on. Thanks for taking the time, and especially in the weather that we made, we all made it out. That yep. was uh, <laughs> I'm glad yeah, we could do that. And for listeners out there, you know, Blaine has a bunch of folks lined up, um, but these are the stories that we want to get out there. Is I think there's there's so many different organizations that are doing such great jobs that we want to get the word out. So don't think that this is the in Doug and Blaine show. This is about Courtney, and this is this is about every guest that we have on telling their story. So if if you want your story told on here. Uh, and you're, you know, doing something uh, for veterans with veterans, uh, then definitely get a hold of us through the website. Yeah, and I mean, we we're in conversations with another podcast to do a crossover episode, and I'd love to do some more of those. Yeah, to to help cross promote other veteran podcasts. Um, oh, absolutely. I think that that would be. I, we're uh, talking with one that's a, a former Chosin battalion, like I am. 
um, to do a, a crossover hopefully by the end of this month. But I would love to do some more of those to where we can help get the word out for some other folks as well. So if you're another veteran podcast, definitely reach out and we'd love to, uh, to help cross promote. So, um, Doug, you want to tell everybody how to find us on Facebook and Twitter? Yeah. So, uh, just look up veteran cast. Uh, it's all one word. If you look it up on Facebook, Twitter, uh, or, um, www.veterancast.com. That's where you'll find us on, on veterancast.com. We've got all the links to iTunes and Google play and everything else. Uh, please do us a favor. And if you like these podcasts, one of the things that you can do that will really help us is just to do a short review on any of those platforms. And, uh, and that'll get us seen more in the rankings for veteran. Um, cause there's a, there's a ton of mill you know, mill blog podcasts out there. And, uh, and we definitely want to join the pack. Yep. Thanks for joining us, everybody. We will see you next week. Awesome. Please visit veterancast.com for additional information, subscribe to our podcast, and we'd also appreciate a review. God bless you. And God bless America.